Good afternoon, y'all. It's good seeing y'all today, especially our students uh, back in class and uh, enrolling. There's quite a few students that were on campus today, which is a really good sign. There's, uh, they're opening up more and more in-person classes, so it's a good sign that we're moving forward. Um, so good to celebrate Mass with y'all today. Uh, guys, today's gospel, it's so incredible. Like, I wish I could do an entire Bible study just on today's gospel. But I'm going to try to tease a few things out of it to bring to light um, the mystery of the Eucharist um, and maybe even a little bit of the priesthood. So what we see happening is um, Jesus and his disciples are going through, you've got a picture in your mind, just grains of wheat. And they're going through and they're picking some of the grains and they're eating. But it's on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees see them doing this. And what the Pharisees, they had the, the law that said you can't work on the Sabbath. So even picking grain would have been considered work. So they're looking at, at Christ and his apostles, and they're like, well, you guys are doing what's unlawful to do on the Sabbath. I love what Jesus does. He destroys their pride. See, the, the Pharisees were the learned guys, right? So, of course, they would have learned what Jesus is about to say. He looks at them, he, sa he says, um, have you not read what David did? It's like he's punching their pride in the face, right? He's like, well, don't you know scriptures? You know, like, haven't you read what David did? And he recounts the story from 1 Samuel, where David and, his, and his, uh, his, his crew, they were in war, and they were going, and they needed something to eat. And so they went to the temple, and they spoke to the priest, um, Abathar, I think was his name, and, um, and they asked for some bread. And Abathar says, well, first of all, <clears throat> I don't have any bread other than the bread of the presence, the show bread. He said, but second... Um, if you're going to eat this bread, which only the priest could eat, super important. Nobody else could eat the bread of the presence, but only the priest. Um, if your men are going to eat this, um, have they been chased? Have they not had any relationships with any women? And David said, my men have been in battle, and whenever a man is in battle, you don't have any relationships, right? You're focused on the battle. So he says, yes, my men have been celibate. They've been chased because we've been in battle, and I can assure you they have been with no women. And so the priest allows David and his men to do that which is unlawful, to eat the bread of the presence. No one else should have eaten it except the priest. Okay, So that's a really cool thing. Just a little hint, this priesthood that Jesus is going to bring about is going to be a celibate priesthood. Right? We see the priests in the Old Testament, they would give like one month per year to serve in the temple. So Doc would have been a priest for one month. And in that one month, there would have been celibacy amongst that Levitical priesthood. But then you could go home to your wife, and you'd have the other 11 months to be with your wife. But as long as you worked in the temple, you could have no relations, even with your wife. You had to stay in the temple. Jesus' priesthood comes about to give the new bread of the presence, and we serve in the temple 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. So our priesthood is a celibate priesthood every single day and not just one month out of the year. Okay? Side note. Okay, what is the bread of the presence? Right? Big question. Should be on your mind. What is Jesus talking about? We would never hear about the bread of the presence. Well, it is <clears throat> inside the temple. As you walked in, there would have been um, the holy place. And it would have basically been like this part of the temple, right? This would be a big curtain and there would be the holy of holies back here. But this part would have had a few things. Right in front of you would have had incense, an altar of incense. To your left would have been the menorah, the candles. And to the right would have been a table, kind of like that. And it would have 12 loaves of bread. 
and two flasks of wine. And that bread was made every single day fresh. And so they would take the old bread and they would eat it. The priest would eat it and replace it with 12 loaves of bread. Why this bread and wine inside the temple? Because everything in the temple was revealing something of heaven. Okay? There's incense in heaven. There's candles in heaven. Right? And there's bread and wine in heaven? Hmm. Yeah, there is. If you go back to Exodus... There's a moment in the book of Exodus where Moses and his guys go up the mountain. And it says, they beheld the face of God and they ate and drank with him. They had a meal with God as they ate and drank with God face to face. And they lived through it. So they took that encounter, that experience, this heavenly divine banquet, and they put it into the temple. And what did they use to symbolize what they ate with God? Bread and wine. Pretty sweet. So this bread of the presence that we speak of in the Old Testament um, is also called the bread of the face. Because they saw the face of God and they lived. And this is another cool part. Once a year, the priest would take that table and they would come out to the temple and they would hold it up in the air like four guys holding the table up with the bread and wine on it, and they would proclaim, imagine, the priests are shouting as they hold up the bread of the presence. They're saying, behold how much your God loves you. Behold how much your God loves you. In the symbol of the bread of the presence, right? So Jesus, there's so much going on in here, but I just want you to know that this is an, all of it's pointing forward to the Eucharist. What do we use in the Mass? Bread and wine, right? This is also the bread of the angels, right? So this is what happens in the Eucharist. It's the bread that comes down from heaven. It's Christ. If you could say it's the bread of the face. You get to see the Lord right there. And you hold up Jesus, right? I wish we would say that in the Eucharist in the prayers, but we don't. I would love if we could say that. Behold how much your God loves you. That he doesn't want to spend a single day without us. That he wants us not only to be in his presence, but also that he wants to con be consumed by us. That he becomes us, right? We become him. We are what we eat. We eat in Christ, so you're going to be another Jesus. Awesome. You can eat a Big Mac, you can become a Big Mac, right? But that's how much God loves us. That he doesn't want to be separated from us. He wants to give us not just a symbol of His presence, but truly His presence. And He has to do that in and through His priesthood. Right? That's how we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. So again, I'm just giving you a little dab. Right? This could be an entire Bible study. Whenever Dr. Petrie exposed all this to us in class, I thought my face was going to just fall right off. Because this is the essence of what we believe, and this is where it goes into the Jewish roots. The Eucharist and a celibate priesthood. We have to understand that if we're going to understand why priests can't get married. That's a whole other talk in itself. But that's where it all comes from. So I want you to know, Catholics, it is biblically rooted to have a celibate priesthood and a deep, deep understanding and devotion to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Behold Him, how much He loves you, to be able to receive Him and become another Christ out in the world. Amen?